Hello, and welcome to the Agape House of Worship weekly podcast. Through this podcast, we hope and pray that you will be equipped and empowered to live the life that God has planned for you. If you are blessed by this message and would like more information, please visit our website at www.agapehousenj.org. Thank you and God bless. So we have equally gifted, anointed people that God has planted in this house, and I'm grateful for them. And they will be bringing the word week by week, especially in the month of October. And the first person that is going to bring the word is our very own Pastor Paul Ako. Pastor Paul is the pastor, the general overseer of Glory Temple Christian Center, headquartered in Abuja, Nigeria, uh, with many branches in Uganda and South Sudan. Uh, Pastor Paul uh, has been with us for a a little over a year. It's more than a little over a year. Uh, And his family, Pastor Nike, the children, uh, were here. I mean, they're here. We all know temporarily, uh, you know, as part of our church. Because, you know, God is leading them to do a a work for him. And I'm sure when that time comes, uh, we will be able to celebrate it together. But he's a passionate man of God, a humble man, Uh, you know, very humble. Loves marriage a lot. I I, I don't think he's preaching about marriage today. (laughs) But you can be sure he's going to use an example about marriage. (laughs) His example is going to be about marriage. So uh, can you just welcome Pastor Paul to this day? As he brings the word. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Agape. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm so glad that we have a whole month. To celebrate one of the greatest leaders God is raising up in our generation. Amen. Amen. God allowed my family and I to be here to see firsthand what leadership is all about. We read it in books, you know. There are many books on leadership, but most of the writers are not leaders themselves. But I thank God that somebody is able to model leadership for me. And uh, yeah, I know our stay here is temporary, but I think it's going to be a very long temporary. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Praise God. So thank you so much, Pastor Gide, for agreeing to be my mentor. I'm taking, I'm learning so much from him to the extent that coffee also has become my, you know, best friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Can you lift up your hands today and bless the name of the Lord? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. One more time, let's thank God for, for Pastor Abimbola, the whole family, Pastor Gide. Lord, we give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be your name, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Yes, the Bible says you give some men to the church as gifts. And today and throughout this month, we take time to appreciate the gift of your servant and his family to us. Blessed be your name, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you this morning. Show us the mind of the Father. And we promise to give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, I am actually here you know, just to celebrate Pastor Gide. Uh, just share a few thoughts. Amen. The, our theme for this month is the blessing. The blessing. But only Pastor Gide can go into the nitty-gritty you know, of all the, the blessings, you know. I'm just here to look at it from a very simple little angle. Amen. In uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. Genesis chapter 1, verse 22. Thank you, Lord. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let fowl multiply in the earth. This is the story of the creation. God originally created everything to be a blessing on earth. Everything God created was to come with a portion of God's blessing on earth. Everything. Stones, birds, fish, everything he created. But it came to the turn of man in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Hallelujah. God blessed man in a very special way. In a very special way. The Bible says in uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, the blessings of the Lord, it maketh and has no sorrow, Amen. Hallelujah. But to cut a long story short, we know that Adam lost everything. Adam lost the blessing through disobedience. But thank God, what the first Adam lost, the second Adam came to restore. He came to restore. And Romans chapter 5 tells us that we gained more than we lost. He said, much more. 
what we lost through the disobedience of Adam, we you know, regained much more in Christ. So you are more blessed now than Adam and Eve. Okay, I understand it's the mask also. So the, it's okay, the amen is uh, all right. Praise God. Our focus today is very simple. The blessings we are meant to bring to the world don't happen automatically. You don't become the blessing you were created to be automatically because a number of things stand in the way. You know, we learned clearly, and this is where this message started from. It started from, you know, pastors' gruesome, you know, run through. Here comes the dreamer. Man, man, man. Was that a series? Whoa. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. That day, the last service where they were asked, that was question time. I was burning with a question. I wanted to come out to ask that question. Because I've learned so much about the way God used Joseph. And I had this burning question in my heart. But somehow, I was too shy to raise my hand. And, uh, so I went back home and asked the Holy Spirit. It is the answer the Holy Spirit shared with me concerning the life of Joseph that I'm sharing with you now. Amen? Amen. Amen. And the key scripture today is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, especially in the Passion Translation. We are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within. So that the extraordinary outflow, uh, overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. This glory, this blessing we carry in our earthen vessels, the blessing you are to the world is encased in this clay vessel. There is this clay in between the blessing we are and where we are supposed to deliver the blessing. So, something must be done about this clay for it to produce the blessing it ought to be. Amen. So, I was asking the Holy Spirit, must we always go through adversity? You know, because he, Pastor Gide graphically detailed what Joseph had to pass through to become you know, what God ordained him to be. Must we always suffer? Must we always encounter opposition? Like Joseph, David, Moses, and Paul. Before we can release the blessing within us? Uh, unfortunately, the answer is yes. For several reasons. The first reason we experience, you know, all the pressure he's talking about 
all the pain, all the problems, all the obstacles. You know, there are several, several factors. The jar, the, the clay, the flesh. Of course, the devil. No matter what a blessing God has programmed you to be, the devil is also out there to stop you. So that's the second factor. We have the world in which we operate. It's hostile. It's contrary. We are all immigrants on earth. Amen. You are an immigrant. Your real country is heaven. Praise God. You're, you are a citizen of heaven. So when you come around this country or the planet, you know, to start behaving, you know, your true nature as a citizen of heaven, you will be opposed. You, everybody will go against you. Hallelujah. In your office, everywhere you want to begin to, you know, release the blessing, you want to, you know, be yourself, you know, the world will oppose you. So these are various factors that can be broken down. You know, one of these days, Pastor Jide will do it for us again. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the first reason we experience pressure or pain on our way to giving birth to these blessings has to do with the desires of the flesh. The clay jar. The flesh. The flesh. And I am praying that after today's service, many of us will realize what enemy we live with 24-7. The flesh is not your friend. The flesh is limited to this world. And yet, you are a citizen of heaven. Whatever the flesh desires are continually contrary to, you know, what you carry in you. Don't play with the flesh. Don't. Don't. In um, Galatians chapter 5, that popular scripture, verse 16 and 17, as you yield freely and fully to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, still in the Passion Translation, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. Mark that word. Abandon it. Abandon the cravings of your self-life. The flesh is a, a, a comfort creature. It loves ease. It loves enjoyment. It loves to be pampered. It loves to gather all the good things of life with very little work. That is the flesh. That is the flesh. In verse 17, your, for yourself life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit. And hinder him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your old self-life from dominating you. That's the war. That's the war. 
You know, that's the war. And that war is greater than the uh, U.S.-Iraq war. I'm telling you. And yet, you have to carry and live inside this flesh every day. That's the war. That is the war. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the spirit. Hallelujah. This is one of the major reasons why believers suffer. We suffer. God allows it so that this flesh can be squeezed and so that it can let out the blessing contained inside you. It's like a, a tube of toothpaste. No matter how nice it is, you don't get much out of a tube of toothpaste until you apply pressure, isn't it? You have to press it, amen? Amen? Oh, pastor's prophecy is about to come to pass. Amen? How the uh, toothpaste tube is handled had led to many divorces. Okay? The wife is in a hurry and squeezes it from the middle. You know, just anyhow, let the paste come out. And probably the husband, you know, is a very organized person. You press the tube systematically. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Moses, for example. Moses felt the blessing he was meant to be, you know, oozing within him. Oh, you know, he couldn't contain it anymore. Oh, I know I'm supposed to be a blessing. I know I'm supposed to be the deliverer. That's what he felt within him. But he failed to squeeze the flesh. And he did something very dumb that will cost him the, the next 40 years. He had to run for his life to the back of the desert over there. Hallelujah. So many people have discovered that there were blessings in one area or the other, but they are releasing it, they are letting it out in the wrong way. You will not be part of them. In the name of Jesus. I mean, how can you murder someone? You know, in the, just because you want to release your blessing. No. There are consequences in every society for murder. Hallelujah. Jonah got it so raw. The flesh troubled him. He wanted to do it his own way. But God helped him out. Some few hours in the belly of a whale. Hallelujah. Now, Bible characters like Joseph, Daniel, and especially our Lord Jesus Christ, got it right very early. Very early. Very early. 
you know, Joseph, at the age of 17, you know, started his own process. But, but at the age of 30, he was already prime minister in Egypt. Amen. That's what he was meant to be. Without Joseph, the world at that time will have all perished. And I know so well that the story of Joseph is waiting to be replicated by every one of us. Every one of us. Every one of us. In the name of Jesus. We are all waiting in one area or the other. In one area or the other. We don't need to be jealous of anybody. We don't need to compete. Not even in church. All of us can be the blessing that God created us to be. Amen. Amen. Just make sure, number one, break the jar of clay. Let it be broken as early as possible. Don't joke with it. Don't keep asking, uh, is, this, is this wrong? You know? Can't I just flirt a little? <laughs> amen, amen. I mean, is there anything wrong? Excuse me, Pastor. Is there anything wrong with keeping some boyfriend somewhere? <laughs> okay. How, is, there, is there written anywhere in the Bible that I should not smoke? How about that? Is it written anywhere? No. How about some little booze? Just a little. I mean, just a little. Okay? Those are questions. Those are, that is the flesh yearning to be massaged. Amen. Yearning to be massaged. In the name of a little drink, so many people in church, eh, no, not here. They are not here. Amen. <laughs> so many people in church are actually drunkards. A little, just a little. Just a little. Uh, is it wrong? Did the Bible say we should not drink? Well, maybe it didn't say so. But how long will you sit down with the flesh? How long will you cooperate with your number one enemy? How long? We've known some, we've heard of some preachers, you know, who God used mightily in the healing ministry in those days, you know. They died a drunkard. All in the name of just a little. How little is little. Hallelujah. So each time we are victorious over temptations and the flesh, our blessings are quickly squeezed out. That's what we learn from the life of Joseph. That's the you know, that's what the Holy Spirit told me. Okay? He went through all he went through. He learned to handle the flesh at each point of the time, each point of the way. He learned forgiveness very quickly, very quickly, okay? He learned to overcome self-pity quickly, 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 you know? So a darling of the father, you know, daddy's best, only to find himself in a few days' time a slave in Potiphar's house. Many of us would not be able to recover from that. But not Joseph. He quickly got over it and became a very prosperous slave. 
He will not sit in one moment pitying himself. He got the flesh under control very quickly. Amen. There are so many young people here who will not mention uh, what uh, the apotiphar's wife almost pushed him into. We'll talk about that next time. Hallelujah. So, get hold of the flesh before it gets hold of you. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says, okay. Uh, the second one, let me mention it. Supposing we have been able to take care of the flesh by the help of the Holy Spirit. You're working in the Holy Spirit now. You know, you have disciplined yourself. Amen? No one, no believer can escape the second reason, the second factor keeping us from being the blessing that we are. The second factor is a very universal one. The hostility of the world around us. What will people say? What will people say? What will people say? Amen. Hallelujah. The message of the gospel and the lifestyle it demands are very contrary to the dark world overtaken by sin. And this clash of interest produces pressure that lets our blessing out. The pressure from the world, if we learn to handle it, produces the blessing. Opposition to make you shine better. Amen. Amen. When people gather against us, when people criticize us because of their ignorance of God's word, that's when we should shine better. Yes, it's designed that way. You remember, even Jesus didn't, you know, escape the hostility of the world. Okay, if anybody went to sleep on Jesus' case, you had the Pharisees and the Sadducees every day ready to contradict him. Okay? But the more they opposed him, the more the wisdom of God came out of him. The more the power of God flowed. You know, the more he overcame. The more miracles, signs and wonders flow out of him. Amen. When people oppose you in your working place, when your boss is on your case continually in the place you work, it, it means it's time for you to become a blessing in that place. That's a signal that you are to be a blessing in that place. Hallelujah. Praise God. Joseph disciplined himself, but the opposition the, you know, from a Potiphar's wife, for example, I mean, that was outside of his control, isn't it? Praise God. But it didn't stop Joseph. That same Potiphar's wife, I am very, very sure, lived to bow down to Joseph. Hello, Prime Minister. Live forever. The same people who are against you now, 
The same people who look down on you now, if you will recognize the blessing in you, they will surely bow to you. They will surely look up to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Nothing must hinder the blessing that God has placed inside of us. The reason is because without us manifesting the blessing we ought to be, this world will burn before the scheduled time. That's why the Bible says we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. God has this number of people, blessings waiting to be released. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. In uh, John 15, verse 18 and 19, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. In case you didn't know before, that is the answer. That's why everybody's talking about you. That's why everybody's looking for a way to pull you down. But it's too late because God himself declared you a blessing. God himself declared you a blessing. Hallelujah. The world's opposition must not discourage or hinder us from being a blessing and living for God. God wants us to look away from our circumstances and focus on eternity. Amen. Heaven. We are citizens of heaven. We are eternal beings. That's where the focus should be. Whatever the flesh is right now, whatever we can see right now, will one day perish. But you, the real you, lives forever. So it calls for a good focus on what God himself, on what he has deposited in you. This is what Apostle Paul describes in 2 Corinthians chapter 7, where we read. This time, let's take the reading further. From verse 7 in the Passion Translation again, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within us so that the extraordinary overflow of power will be seen as God's, not ours. Verse 8, though we experience every kind of pressure, we are not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do, but quitting is not an option. Verse 9, we are persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. We may be knocked down, but not out. We continually share in the death of Jesus in our own bodies so that the resurrection life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. Hallelujah. That's why he says we died with Christ. The flesh is crucified daily. Apostle Paul says, I die daily. In verse 11, we consider living to mean that we are constantly being handed over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus will be revealed through our humanity. So then, verse 12, death is at work in us, but it releases 
life in you. It releases life in you. This pressure on the flesh, as a matter of fact, even the opposition from the world also heats the flesh. Everything, you know, everything is to disable the flesh so that the, our spirit man can gain ascendancy. Okay, so that you know, it can become stronger and dominate our lives. Amen. This is the purpose of the pressure you are going through. This is why believers go through what they go through. Amen. So, why do people call us names? Why do some unbelievers like the jihadists want to kill us? Why will anybody call you know, the son of God Belzebub? The chief of demons. It is because our message and lifestyle are not of this world. The question is, are you ready to make any impact in this world? God's blessings are packaged in dreams, visions, different purposes. That's how they are packaged. No matter what dream you have, until you go through that squeeze, it remains a dream. No matter what vision, what plan you have, until you arise above the level of the flesh, above the level of what will people say, it remains a vision. You are my witness, for some of us, that the, that plan for that wonderful business has remained so. A mere plan. Allow your flesh to be squeezed. That's why we need to celebrate a leader like Pastor Gide. He doesn't know, you know, what he's doing to me at all. Amen. I am investigating him like FBI. <laughs> I am wondering, this guy, does he have 30 hours in a day and I have only 24? You know, I'm always running to catch up with him. Does he eat at all? Can I tell you a secret? Anyone who will bless you, you know, who will speak, and you are blessed in your spirit, week in, week out. That person has subjected their flesh on, on a very serious pressure. Pressure. It's a lot of pressure on the flesh to produce a, the tiniest bit of revelation. A word that you hear and you will know, ah, no, this is not from man. This is from God. Pressure has been applied. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, well, in our place, we celebrate the Passover for one week. I see the reason now that we need a whole month to celebrate a man like that. It's worth it. Worth it. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Jesus said in John 17, 
I have given them your word, and the word hates them because they do not belong to the world. Okay, we have seen that. I told you it's not a particular sermon as such. It's just my discussion with the Holy Spirit that I'm sharing with you today. Know from today that pressures, hardship, persecution, and opposition are very much part of the new life. They are part of the new life. They are part of being Christians. We can go from scripture to scripture. You know, if you are becoming too comfortable, if all your testimonies are so rosy and, uh, you know, without any thorn inside, you know, be very careful. Not all testimonies are testimonies as such. Not that, it's not God that is sending this trouble our way. Okay, it's not that God enjoys his, his, his children suffering, no, no, anyhow. But that is the only language that the flesh understands. That is the only way you can become you. Supposing nobody is there to oppose you, we actually oppose ourselves. We also oppose the flesh. How? That's the meaning of fasting. Prayer and fasting. Okay? You have looked up and down. There's no pressure. You know, the, the kind of blessing you really want to release, you know, the flesh will not allow you. You manufacture the pressure of fasting by yourself and squeeze the flesh. Squeeze the flesh. Hallelujah. Squeeze the flesh and take one, two, three days out in prayer and fasting. The reason is because we are basically spirit beings. But the blessing that we're given was to be delivered in the physical. Praise God. It is while you are, you know, being pressured outwardly, that the spirit delivers. Your spirit man is the only one in touch with the father. The source of this blessing is the father. Uh, is it a song? Uh, I'm not sure it's a Bible verse. It says, praise ye the Lord from whom all blessings flow. At least we know from uh, Psalm 103 that God is the God of all blessings. Amen. Forget not all his benefits. Okay, who forgiveth all thy uh, iniquities, healeth all thy diseases, okay? And fill your mouth with good things. Amen. Hallelujah. God is the source of all blessings. And he wants this planet to be, you know, covered over by blessings, not curses. That's why he created you in his image. You, you are a blessing creature. Right from the creation, there's the, okay. 
the theologians who know how to complicate very simple things, you know, the creation, you have the creation blessing. The creation and blessing. Then you have the Abrahamic covenant blessing. Amen. Then you have the redemptive blessing. All these have converged in you. The blessing that Esau sought after with tears and he couldn't get, you have it on a platter of gold because Jesus paid the price. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't miss your opportunity. You have only one life, plus or minus 100 years. Amen. Amen. It's your turn to release a blessing. Release your blessing. Be a blessing. Please represent God in every department of your life. Let blessing flow from you. Let souls come into the kingdom of God. Come on, come on, come on. Through you, let the brethren be blessed. Let the brethren be blessed. Be a blessing in church. Be a blessing in your family. Be a blessing in your extended family. Be a blessing everywhere in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All that we go through, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 28, and we know that all that happened to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Amen. Hallelujah. The plan of God is for you to be a blessing. No matter what you are going through, once that desire is in your heart to fit into God's plan, God will make everything. He will turn it around for you so that that blessing will not be wasted in Jesus' name. Can we rise up on our feet today to pray? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to take a very, very, you know, serious look at your relationship with your flesh again today. Take a look at how you have been treating your flesh. Take a look what is becoming more important in your life. Take a look again at it. Look at it. Look at it. You know, no one who has spent one or two years with the Lord Jesus will not recognize that the flesh is a real enemy. It's a real enemy. Don't live, you know, with the standards of the world. That only feeds the flesh. Will you lift up your hands and consecrate your life to God one more time today? Ask for grace to overcome the flesh. The Bible says, if only in this world we have hope, we are all men most miserable. Ask God for fresh strength. Be strengthened with might in your inner man. Let your spirit become stronger to be able to say no to the desires of the flesh from now on. In the name of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lekeboko shakatali alaba. Rekeboko sontori alabaka shenderiyesh. Rusolorobalaga shandali alabako sondori alaba. This is how to release the blessings of God. Surrender. Surrender. Surrender the love for the flesh. Surrender. That is what it means to surrender. Lord, I prefer my spiritual life than my, than my life in the flesh. I surrender now. I surrender now. The Bible says God created all things for us to enjoy. Yes, he is the one who gives us, you know, comforts in life. He wants you to live comfortable lives. Yes, but the line must be drawn between the desires of the flesh and that of the spirit. That is when we will become the people God has called us to be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome you, Lord. And many of us have been going through a lot of pressures. You know, that's, not, that's no longer bad news. That's actually good news. For anyone in, from Genesis to Revelation and in our generation, you know, achieving anything for God, they are under one pressure or the other. They are under one pressure or the other. A very great man I know, you know, healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. I took my daughter to the school one day and I saw one kind of malnourished, a little bit deformed girl. And they told me, this is the daughter of that great man of God. The daughter has cancer. And yet, all over the world, miracles, healing, signs and wonders are now understood what Apostle Paul says. He will rather boast in his weaknesses. Apostle Paul will rather give the testimony of all the pressure he is going through. All the attacks he's going through. Those were his own testimonies. <laughs> so that the glory, the blessing inside can be squeezed out. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. Grace, oh God, to embrace the pressures. Grace, oh Lord, to embrace all that we have to go through to become the people you called us to be, we receive today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.